1: My hands of this
0: business. Hello everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 2nd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, the Savage One, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing on this Monday morning?
1: Hey, doing good. It is a new week, ready to rock out new episodes, and uh, had a pretty good weekend, minus the overnight and the turnaround, but, uh, (laughs) you know, other than that, it's uh, not bad.
0: Nice to see you back on Facebook, actually getting out in the evenings and doing stuff, and, you know, you weren't able to do that before when you were working uh, nights.
1: No, it's it's been nice to catch up with some old friends, uh, even if it's just an evening here and there. But uh, it's been good. I saw over the weekend uh, Jungle Cruise, which was a lot of fun. I don't know if you got a chance to see that.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh man, if you guys haven't, definitely go see it. Um, I tried to put on the Tony Spark page uh, the the reviews. The Facebook page is a little hard. I'm gonna have to get with you off air to kind of figure that. Out. It's not as easy <laughs> to use as it used to be. So yeah. that's why I kind of just post on my personal page here Thanks nor there. For the book. And then I saw Old, which was, uh, I, I'd watch it from home. So s- just stream it. Uh, it was weird. It wasn't awful. It was okay. a really weird movie. So uh, another M. Night Shyamalan
0: movie? Yeah. That, uh,
1: this is a strange one. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, I didn't hate it, but, but I didn't love it either. So <laughs> I loved it. I felt like I was at the beach for about an hour and 46 minutes. So that was pretty cool.
0: Well, it's funny you say that because that is a perfect tie-in to what we do at the start of every show. A question for my co-host. Yeah. Tony, we know that the beach is one of your favorite places in the world. What is the strangest thing you've ever seen at the beach? Um, two things.
1: <clears throat> well, it's not super strange, but, <clears throat> but in Key West, Florida, saw my first naked lady on the beach and no one even blinked an eye. Like, no one was looking except me. And then uh, the ex-wife, <laughs> Cassie's like, Quit looking! I'm like, <laughs> you can't help but stare. But then, how do you not? That was, that was the first time I ever saw like a weird European dude with like a banana hammock. Like it was just a little banana thing covering his uh, his little Peter. It was just protecting it, and I, that was it was weird to me. So, <laughs> naked people and banana hammocks, it, and that was down in Key West. So,
0: <laughs> well, Tone, you continue to just sort of almost know exactly what's happening because. <laughs> In this story, a randy couple have been filmed having sex on a packed beach in Poland in front of a mass of stunned onlookers. The brazen display, which took place at the seaside town of Mielno, last Friday, was only interrupted when one furious bather decided to take matters into his own hands. Footage shows the unfolding scene as the man visibly gyrates on top of a woman lying on the sand. They appeared undeterred despite repeated audible calls from shocked onlookers to stop their intimate session. Soon, their actions prompted a group of bemused beachgoers' bid to halt the shameless pl- uh, public display. Shameless as a woman Shameless time. <laughs> as a woman throws water on the couple, two men then step up the efforts as they start to physically handle the man who eventually decides to pull himself away from the woman. However, before uh, he has the chance to get on his feet, an enraged bather comes over and smacks the man <laughs> on his naked bottom multiple times with a flip-flop. Visibly shocked and intoxicated, the man swiftly staggers around the beach, barely able to walk. He then proceeds to walk past a crowd of gawking sunseekers without any underwear on. Local police confirmed that the man was taken to a detention center to sober up. Uh, They added that he received a ticket for his trouble but failed to locate his partner in crime. The man who used his flip-flop as a weapon could reportedly also be in trouble with the police. Following the shocking incident... It is. Users on social media uh, couldn't quite believe what they were seeing, and I'm going to post this up on our Facebook page. You yeah. can actually watch the whole interaction. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. yeah, baby. Yeah. Carefully placed
0: pixelated uh, uh, boxes, but uh, it is hilarious Dude, to see the guy. That's walk hardcore for up.
1: the beach. <laughs> like I get it. Like if you want to go sneak off, like where no one can see you, or you think no one can see you, and want to go be adventurous. I am sure that happens often, but just blatantly to do it on the beach—I mean, there's kids and stuff. I mean, that's a lot of—it's a lot of risk, you know. If you're going to do it, be be adventurous, but go somewhere where there's not a lot of people. I mean, you do run that risk of getting caught, but uh, just to do it on a packed beach is nuts. That's why I was blown away with the naked lady in Key West. Like, like everyone—I don't know—like yeah. no one was phased by it. it was. <laughs> Well, people except were- except this boy at the time was I think I no we lived in Colorado so I was gonna say the Nevada boy but the Colorado guy was just like whoa
0: <laughs> Well, so, people were definitely <laughs> faced by this and uh, I, I don't know how you you can even do that on a beach with sand getting in places and uh, yeah now
1: nah, I'd be all, I'd be all right with doing that just as long as there's no one else there you know it's like maybe in the evening and it was private maybe. But uh, definitely not on a packed. Uh, would have to be like a beach towel, or maybe a real big beach towel or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's probably best just to go take it to a room. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of fines too. Especially Mister Spanky. Can't believe he spanked him with the with a sandal. What a
0: <laughs> dick! <laughs> and maybe in Poland it's not as big of a deal, but uh, here it certainly would be. Well, folks, you know <laughs> oh, it is Monday, but that's a for fun you. Way <laughs> Fun way to start things out. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you guys today, so let's talk about today's show, shall we? Briefly, I hate Mondays. Hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. Oh, no please. more Mondays. That'd be nice, Garfield. Yep. But since there are, you know, we've got, uh, as we do on Mondays, Silly Rabbit, this bit is for kids. We've got a segment called, Well, They Had a Point, and finally we round out the day with This Day in History. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back.
1: Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Aha, uh-huh. it's the quick subscription box. Yeah, with an exclusive loop on surprises and delivery door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! through the Loot Gaming video game box. <laughs> Woohoo! to Crate Color box. What's with it today? Huh?
0: Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash media radio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a little thing we talk about each episode. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, -day 7-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you were smacked in the ass for having sex on the beach. We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, being that it is Monday, and as we like to do on Mondays, Tony takes us through all oh, the funny and silly things that uh, kids and uh, their parents do in a segment I like to call Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. <laughs>
1: All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, Usually it is like the darndest things kids do. Well, I think it was a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe even a month ago, where we covered a time where parents used reverse psychology and it totally worked on clueless kids. So this one will be actually silly kids. This bit's for parents. So uh, (laughs) maybe you guys, if you're new parents or current parents and you need some advice, you can take some tips from some of these friends on Twitter uh, Definitely so take will,
0: notes because it, it works. <clears throat> reverse psychology is a wonderful thing.
1: That's awesome. That's coming from a father right there who has to use that. So yeah. um, this one right here was my son was really impulsive when he was little and he would try to run away from me when we'd be crossing streets instead of holding my hand. So I started to tell him that he needed to hold my hand so nobody would try to steal me. And it worked. It, it, he felt responsible for making sure nobody tried to kidnap me out of public. So, that being the dad, that's a or mom. I don't know. It doesn't say if it was a mom or dad. <laughs> but as a parent, that's kind of brilliant, actually, right? Because usually you threaten the kids with strangers if you don't hold the hand. That's all what I remember. Like we'd have to tell the nephews and uh, stranger danger. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah.
0: But that, that's a brilliant way to go because then it gives the kid a sense of responsibility that they need to protect their parent.
1: Yeah. No, sounds like a good one. I mean, the comments on here, they don't like that. They're, they don't want a kid having constantly afraid his parents in danger. It's, it's just reverse psychology, people. Get over right, it. Right. On <laughs> this one, my dad used to say when the ice cream truck was playing music, it meant he had to run out. He had run out of ice cream. Wait, that's not reverse psychology. That's just lying, Dad. Right. <laughs> so that's, oh, they're playing music. They're out of ice cream. Uh, I don't know if that's a really good solution. That's kind of a, I don't think the kid's going to believe you.
0: Well, not only that, but how old was that post? I mean, I can't tell you the last time I've heard an ice cream man come around. It's been at least a decade, right?
1: I, they don't come around my neighborhood, and it gets hot as hell here, especially yeah. lately. I haven't, I uh, couldn't tell you the last time I've ever heard the Ice Cream Man come through.
0: I think the Ice Cream Man is sort of a thing of the past now, just because, I mean, with DoorDash, you can have ice cream delivered to your yeah. door anytime you want. Not only that, but the ice cream that they had in those weren't the best. Yeah, they were not. Nah. You could eat the gumball ice off of Dude, uh, that Leonardo, was Mickey. But-
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they were good. But you're right. They were just the popsicles and all that stuff. The Rocket Pops. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're right, it is a thing. I couldn't tell you the last time. uh, Push-ups were a big thing, too. The Flintstone push-ups, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, in this one, um, this is a, uh, I bet you can't. Both of them hate assertions. They're not capable of doing something. Can you put your toys away will almost certainly garner a hard no. But I, I bet you can't put all those toys back in the box. No way you'll be able to. We'll have them whizzing around, tidying like demons, followed by a very indigent, see, I told you I could. Cute fake surprise from me. They're only four and seven, so I know this has got limited time, but so far it works like a charm every time. So basically it just shows a picture of just toys all over a bedroom, which is pretty typical for a kid. And uh, that is pretty awesome. It is, uh, I bet you can't put those all away. Kids always like a little challenge because they like to be right.
0: They do. They like competition. You know, you could always be like, you know, if you've got two kids, as I do, say, oh, I I bet, uh, you know, I want to see who would be the winner in in putting those away. And then they would make it a competition between the two of them. and ah, Reverse psychology. Yeah,
1: it's pretty good. Yeah. So if you have young ones, that might be a good advice if you're having trouble with them cleaning their rooms. So. Um, As a former kid, the best reversal my mom ever did was to get me to eat liver, which I hated. So she came up with a dish called Reval with onions and served it. And I wolfed it down, glad to not eat liver. It took me years to realize what was going on, not because I was dumb, but I never expected to be fooled on this and not such a cheap, underhanded way. Spell it backwards. All you did was rename it and it worked. Mom, damn it. Rest in peace, mom. I still make my own revel now and just and then just to reminisce. I don't know if I agree with that one completely because kids aren't stupid. They see what it is. Right. But you but- can mix it in and generally they, they're not going to – I wouldn't imagine they're going to know.
0: Well, you not know. only that, but there's some preconceived notions about certain things like liver or, you know, Brussels mm. sprouts or things along those yeah. lines that unless you've ever had them before, you've just heard that they're gross. So this is kind of yeah. a smart way to go. You know, just call it something else. And then you could yeah. even say, you know, I OK, you know, I, I won't make you eat liver, but I've got this great thing called Rivel, which is so much better.
1: Yeah. So What's it's Rivel? Good. I don't know. Try it and let me know if you like it. That's not bad kind of like now as an adult because i grew up hating vegetables um i love fruit of course like making that smoothie that Mm. you saw me drinking in the last segment uh that has veggie know, has like spinach and some other veggie stuff in it can't taste it so
0: because it's mixed in with better tasting stuff
1: yeah exactly but i mean but i am putting it in so that's a good thing see mom eat my veggies (laughs) my dad used to play a game to see who could match and fold the most laundry he never won once. It was always the kid. So, <clears throat> well, yeah, it was a ploy to get you to fold your laundry. Right. <laughs> oh, who's going to win? Oh, you really beat me. Oh, man, you I've only folded one shirt to your 10? <laughs> Doing a good job.
0: That reminds me of the old, uh, you know, in the cartoons where, uh, you know, somebody was handing something out. as like one for you, one for me, two for you, one, two for me. Three for yeah. you. One, two, three for me.
1: <laughs> that's act, That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> what are, you know, it's funny because I, I feel bad. I That made me think of like the kids at my, at my work where they have to fold clothes all day. Ugh. Like such a poor job. But That would be awful. Yeah, just be like, oh, you want to fold? You yeah, know, yeah, you beat me 10 to my one. Good job.
0: I guess there's worse things yeah. you could be paid to do.
1: Yeah, well, clean up dog poop or something like that. Right. Ooh. Uh, and this one, there is a dog on this picture, but I don't know if it has anything to do with the dog, but it seemed like a minute my son realized he was going through puberty. He developed a need to show everyone how strong he was, usually by carrying things. Now, my son was a rather small, weary, hyperkinetic kid, not at all a football player, a a weightlifter type. Yet I noticed starting when he was around 13, if something heavy or heavyish needed moving, he was always right there and with a need to show he could do it. I took full advantage. I don't think I lifted anything heavier than my person till he moved out. All I had to do was mention that I was going to put X in Y place, put the suitcases in the car for vacation, carry the gigantic load of laundries upstairs, etc., and pretend like it was too heavy for me. And he would appear as if summoned from the universe to do it for me. The reverse psychology aspect was my saying, oh, my, that looks heavy. And him proving to me that, no, it's not. (laughs) That's not bad at all, man. If you don't want to do the heavy lifting, that's good. Actually, come to think about it, my mom used to do that stuff with me all the time. Oh, could you get the groceries? They're a little heavy. Yeah, and I always brought in the groceries all the time.
0: (laughs) Hmm. I, I have the boys help me out with that. Now, we, last time we made a Costco run, we got the two uh, organic lemonade things
1: and yeah. gave those
0: Therese to bring in. And, you know, they're, they're sort of connected by that little plastic handle. And, yeah. you know, he barely made it to the counter without, like, <laughs> <one> dangling some. <laughs>
1: at least at least those, uh, at least the little plastic, they didn't crap out on you. I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen it just,
0: boink. Oh, you know, yeah. Pop out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I always trust that, but that's pretty damn cool. Oh, okay, this one's got a creepy robot on it. Uh, no, you cannot take this after school science extracurricular activity. They have robots, lasers, explosions, and other dangerous stuff like that. Okay, so that's what got the kid to sign up. Like, I didn't sound like reverse psychology, it just sounds like something any kid would want to do. Robots, lasers, explosions? Hell yes. Well, not only what, that. What kid didn't like danger and stuff? Right. You
0: know. Well, in an after-school activity like that, it, uh, the kid—they're uh, not in control of whether or not they sign up. So, you know, if the kid says to the parent, "I want to do that," well, the parent has to be the one to say, "Okay," and sign off on it. Yeah. So that one was say, kind. Of, no, you can't. Okay. You
1: can't. Okay. 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 I guess you. did. That one was a dumb one. Yeah. So this <laughs> one—if you ever needed a kid to read a book. That they just couldn't, this might be up your alley. Um, so this person was a victim. There was a forbidden book that they were not allowed to read on the shelf. Their parents said they can only read it if they behaved themselves. It was summer holidays, and they were playing games all day. After six hours of summer homework, one day I w- the person was home alone and had the opportunity to grab it. They read half of it in one go. It was 5,000 years of Chinese history. Safe to say, I was bamboozled. <laughs> you can't read that book. Don't you read that. Don't you do it. So, yeah, that works. I guess if you need to get them to read a book, uh, especially one that you want them to read, then that just might be up your alley. So.
0: Yeah, and convincing kids to read, it can either be super easy or super hard. My oldest one, he loves to read. Great, that's easy enough. My youngest one, I have him read to me every day. And uh, he'll start a sentence and they get sidetracked and want to talk to me about something related to that. And it's tough to keep him on track, but we get through it.
1: Absolutely. And to close out the segment real brief, easy. And this is a pretty much something you have mentioned that you do with your kids. It's to get them to eat dinner. Do you want to eat dinner now or you want to in 10 minutes? The illusion of choice.
0: Exactly. Now we like, 10
1: minutes. That's all you got. So
0: yeah, And 10 minutes, it makes things so much easier because either way they're eating and they're not uh, throwing a hissy fit that, oh, man.
1: Yeah, I'll take 10 minutes, okay? 10 minutes Perfect.
0: it is. Well, folks, that does it for this segment of Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. When we come back, we're headed into, well, they had a point. To find out more, stick with us, and we'll see you guys in just a few. everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash radio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you want to uh, enjoy us from the comfort of your own home or uh, on the go, you can just download the ngbn.tv mobile application or Smart TV app. Go to the Phoenix Media channel and you can get this great show and other great Phoenix Media shows as well. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K R K eighty one or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Oh, yeah! In this next segment that I've titled, Well, They Had a Point, we're going to take a look at movie villains. And I don't movies. know about you, Tony, but I've always been a little more intrigued by the villains of the stories as opposed to the heroes. Because the heroes' motivations typically are very altruistic, unless you've got a, a, a an anti-hero but the villains are always so interesting in what their motivations are, and some of them just had a point. You can almost oh, yeah. relate to exactly what the villain is doing. So, with that being said, we're going to run down a list of movie villains who just had a point. And uh, I think this might be a fitting uh, transition soundbite for us. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first one absolutely makes sense from user willie wanger um, willie wanger yeah Woo! <laughs> said uh, baby's dad in dirty dancing he just wanted to keep a sketchy dance instructor from diddling his underage daughter
1: it's all yeah. part of the plan it's true son of a bitch yeah <laughs> he's just you know, a protective dad that's it
0: yeah you watch that early on and you know it's you think ah oh, you know why why is he so grumpy but as a father, you go back and you look and you're like, oh, wow, that is actually kind of gross.
1: <laughs> yeah, nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs>
0: well, let's keep moving on here with, well, they had a point. This next one from user Lom. Lom, Lom.
1: Okay, okay. Lom, Lom, Lom is a... Uh... Oh,
0: Said uh, Principal Mullins in School of Rock. She definitely had a right to be concerned. No vacancy had a right to kick him out of the band, and Ned and his girlfriend had a right to be pissed at the roommate for not paying rent. It's all part of the plan.
1: Yeah. If you're, gonna, if you're not going to pay and contribute, well, this is what happens. You get the boot.
0: Well, not only that, you know, he was a deadbeat. He basically swindled his way into being a uh, substitute teacher at this school just to try and get some money. Uh, everything he did was pretty despicable aside from the fact that they made him out to be the hero. Yeah. From that fun movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was a good movie. And Jack Black's always fun. Oh, always. He's over the top goofy, yeah.
0: Well, moving on with, well, they had a point. This from Quay Quay 22. Yo, Quay Quay 22. And I can't speak really to the original because it's been so long since I've seen it, but the remake for me still makes sense. They said Khan in Star Trek. Kirk should have checked on the Khan colonists' progress. SETI Alpha 6 exploded. WTF, Kirk. And uh, even with the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, remake and the fact that, you know, his fellow uh, communist colonists were uh, in those missiles. Yeah, he had a point to be pissed at the Federation and, uh, you know, the general who was trying to destroy him for, uh, you know, uncovering his plan of war. And so. um,
1: War.
0: Exactly. Um, And again, I I don't remember the original that well, but uh, yeah, Khan uh, was certainly a sympathetic uh, villain in that.
1: Sympathetic. (laughs) I didn't have anything good for that one. Khan! That's all right.
0: You might have a good one for this next one, uh, Talking. Well, they had a point from Oosh06 said, now he wasn't really a villain, but he was the antagonist. Goofy, in a Goofy movie, had understandably good reasons to be scared for his son from his perspective. Hi,
1: you, Max! Man. <laughs> oh, he was just... I kind of felt like Max was kind of the villain at times, because he's such a jerk to his dad. He was! Like, all he did was, Hi, you, Maxie! And he just wanted to put him on that course, because, like, Max was straying because he was hanging out with the bad kids, and he wanted to make sure, like, he... He had a good role model and a good life. I don't know. I didn't think Goofy was the bad guy in that movie. No, you know, I always it's always usually Pete, the big bulldog, right? Right,
0: right. Whatever it's the hell, whatever I've kind of dog that. is. And I know you remember it pretty well, so I figured uh, you'd have a lot of Yeah, dude, Goofy
1: movie rocks. <clears throat> well, my yeah, sister that. watched that about 10,475 times, <laughs> so I should know it.
0: <laughs> well, moving on, and well, they had a point. Uh, this from user Kate and Jack. Simple and easy. The shark in Jaws. The ocean is his home. It's all it is. part of the plan. If you don't want to yeah. be eaten by the shark, don't go in the ocean.
1: Now, in hindsight, you know, surprised they never showed any other sharks. Like, as the sequels happened, they should have started adding more great whites. It's always just one.
0: Right. right? It's just but, the one. And it was like Deep Blue Sea, you know, they had the main shark and they had other sharks. But, you know, they had that super intelligent, uh, oversized shark that, uh, you yeah, know, made it, it, yeah. it made its point for supremacy. Nah, if you want to
1: see something terrifying, watch YouTube videos. Now that they have drones, they have this guy, he's called the Malibu artist. Okay. And I don't know how I stumbled on him. I think I watched something shark related. He shows up in my feed now. But real cool stuff, like he'll do uh, down in L.A. and San Diego area. Not even far off the beach. Like, I'm not kidding you. He doesn't go very far off, man. And there's great whites that just linger right there. Ooh. And you can see him perfectly from the drone. And now I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go out that far anymore. I think I'm good. And some pretty good. He goes down close with the drone and he gets near them and stuff. And they're just out there. But it's crazy to see the surfers. Dude, they—they're so unaware. They're just right there. It's right. Check yeah. it. Check it out on YouTube, man. You want to talk about if you got a fear of sharks and shit?
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> terrifying,
1: do. It's terrifying. Hey, but you're in their world, though. Yep. You are in their world.
0: I'll have to check it out. I won't show the boys because they're doing. Don't show. Yeah, yeah them, don't bro. show
1: <laughs> the boys because man, it is literally not that far from shore, bro. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's rather close. Ooh, so. Good to
0: know. Yeah. Well, let's keep rolling on talking. Well, they had a point talking about uh, villains in movies that yeah. had a point. Could Be sympathetic in their motives. This from, from Paul VS 88 said, The Wicked Witch in Wizard of Oz. Yeah, she was a witch, but come on. There were her dead sister's shoes. She should have them. Not some stranger who just showed up and wants them. Oh, by the way, this stranger that showed up was the one who killed her sister. Sad, really. It's all...
1: Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, when you put it that way, yeah, kind of, kind of bad. Makes sense. Makes sense Isn't why it she's. It's funny be angry sometimes we watch some movies. where like, they're such good people.
0: No, no, Dorothy, were you? She stole good? a dead witch's shoes and wouldn't give them back. Yeah, they don't <laughs> belong to you. <laughs> oh, moving on. Well, they had a point. This is from Corgis die. I don't agree with that username because I love
1: Corgis!
0: but uh, definitely coming from the best of the trilogy, Flint Marco, AKA Sandman from Spider-Man three. I was joking about that. He's a desperate father with a daughter on her deathbed, just trying to amass the funding necessary to bring her back to health. It's
1: all part of the plan.
0: Yeah, probably didn't go about it the best way, but yeah, you know, you feel sorry for the guy who's trying to escape from prison to see his daughter one last time before she dies. And all they want to do is just, Capture him and put him away.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: That is it. All right, let's keep moving on. Well, they had a point. This from user no one shall pass Hassan said General Hummel, played by Ed Harrison The Rock, all he wanted was for soldier sacrifices to be recognized by their government. He just chose the worst possible way to pursue that goal. It's all part of the plan. He
1: really did. He took it, he took it to a whole new level. He had a good reason for why he was doing his stuff, but, man, did he take it to an extreme level, and that's what made him a nasty guy.
0: Well, not only that, but it revealed at the end that he really had no intention of utilizing the rockets. It was those two subordinates who uh, decided to shoot off those VX rocket, you know, gas rockets, and uh, he was just trying to bluff, and unfortunately, they uh, called his bluff and ended up turning on him. Yeah. Oh, and then finally... Here on Weld, they had a point. This one from Bizarre Jojo said... Uh, Jojo! The machines in the Matrix. The humans in that story were stupid, cruel, and destroyed the Earth. It's all part of the plan.
1: It is. It is, it is true. kind of true. Isn't that funny? We'll have to do more of those because they are right, man. Sympathetic villains. They have their reason. It's kind of like Thanos. Thanos was just trying to put balance in order that's all he wasn't trying to dominate and take over the world he just was looking to set the balance and then he wanted to go retire and be a farmer
0: exactly and all based on his personal experience of seeing his planet just sort of fall into chaos based on overpopulation lack of resources and so good intentions just a bad way of doing it so absolutely absolutely Well, folks, uh, hopefully you've got good intentions of coming back with us, because when we do come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. You know what that means. It's time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or... Head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? How about new? Ah, mm-hmm. oh, Dr. Evil doomed us all. He doomed us well, today. Well, while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends. Because why, Tony?
1: Sharing is caring. Like, subscribe, follow, tweet, and all that good stuff.
0: All that good stuff. Well, folks, as we do at the end of each and every episode, we like to drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. In the globe, for the stories that turn the world on its head, it's This Day in History, with your correspondent on the Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, uh, kicking things off. This day in 1552, the Treaty of Passau, where Char- Emperor Charles V accepts the Lutheran religion. And, of course, if you remember back in that period of time, uh, it was the Catholics versus the Lutherans. And uh, based on who was ruling is what, oh, and the Protestants is, you know, who was in charge and, and what was the uh, better of the Christian religions, which, again, doesn't make any sense for me. But uh, that's no. just the way it was and they killed people what? over it, too. Yes. Yeah, ridiculous. Your opinions, man. <laughs> moving on this day in 1610 English explorer Henry Hudson enters the bay later named after him the Hudson Bay and of course I think the bay was probably named after him by how disheveled and disgusting he looks because it is a disheveled and disgusting mm-hmm. river and bay
1: yeah I heard it's pretty trashy a lot of stuff in there huh
0: it, it, a, it, oh, so a lot of junk
1: in the bay yeah
0: so gross I, I wouldn't I would, go swimming wouldn't, in there nope nope do people swim in it people do People go out uh, boating, kayaking, swimming, and you won't find me in there.
1: No. Nope. <laughs> I've crossed the Hudson, but that's about it.
0: There you go. You have something in coming with uh, Henry. <laughs> this day in 1738, France offers Holy Roman Emperor Charles VI mediation in his war against Turkey. Uh, Charles VI, uh, what's going on with those pom-poms in his hat?
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's a badass hat. I got my whole <laughs> Roman Empire hat, and so we're going to battle some out. turkey. Nah, <laughs> dude, even Randy Savage couldn't pull off that hat.
0: No, no. Oh, yeah, I got my in circumstance, uh uh-huh. circumstance. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1776, it's something I didn't realize uh, happened much later than when you thought it would, but the formal signing of the U.S. Declaration of Independence by 56 people. The date most accepted by modern historians, I figured on July 4th, 1776 is when everybody sat down and signed their names. Apparently, most of them signed it uh, almost a full month later.
1: That's crazy. Well, it sure as hell not John Hancock. He was the first one because that thing is big and I say it every time because I look at this copy and that's the first one I see.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we've always joked in the past that it's sort of like the birthday card that goes around the office. The first person to get the birthday card fills out the most space. And then as more people fill it out, the last person has about like that much space to fill in their name. Yep.
1: Not a lot of space left.
0: (laughs) Oh, Tony, if the uh, guitar is near you, you may want to go ahead and grab it, because on this day in 1802, Napoleon Bonaparte declared consul for life after winning the national referendum. Of course, we all know how he celebrated. Headed on down to Farrell's for that piggly-wiggly ice cream trough.
1: Excellent! (laughs) Wild Stallions! (laughs) I almost bought a Wild Stallion shirt yesterday at Hot Topic. Oh, that was cool. <laughs> the only problem is, is it was like a, it was a it was a large and it was a really big shirt. Oh, like, yeah. I thought you
0: were going to say it was like fifty bucks because Hot Topic's not the cheapest place to go. No,
1: shopping. it was like on clearance for like fifteen. That was yeah, their clearance sure. price. But
0: <laughs> well, let's keep rolling on this day in eighteen sixty-five. Lewis Carroll publishes Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Which, if you thought the Disney version was trippy, read the book. I mean, it, this guy was clearly on something. Whether hey, man, B-O-E he or- send
1: you on an adventure in Wonderland, man. This going to be a Cheshire Cat. It smiles in a caterpillar, man. He hits the hookah. <laughs> and the
0: funny thing is, if you look at this picture of him, he looks stoned out of his mind.
1: Yeah, he does. He looks like he's in Wonderland.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to see a, a dark version of Alice in Wonderland. You know, they had that video game series for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be fun to watch. Trippy for sure. Absolutely. Let's move on. This day in 1907, legendary pitcher Walter Johnson, at 19 years old, begins his 21-year-old, sorry, 21-year baseball Hall of Fame playing career with Washington in a three-to-two loss versus Detroit. Yeah, you won't see 19-year-old baseball players much uh, at this Mm. point anymore.
1: No, uh, Bryce Harper was probably one of the youngest ones that went straight into the majors that I can remember.
0: And how old was he when uh, when that happened?
1: Mm, I want to say he's like 20, 21. Yeah. He's really yeah. young. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing, you know, uh, most sports are requiring people to go th- at least to a portion of college before they have eligibility to go to the pros. So, yeah, won't see uh, teenagers in professional sports much anymore. Let's move on. This day in 1932, Carl David Anderson discovers and photographs a positron, the first known antiparticle. Which uh, back in 1932, I'm sure that was a huge feat in the scientific community. I couldn't even tell you what a positron looks like. Aside from positron, badass Transformers character.
1: That's what I was thinking. It sounds like a badass Transformers character. We're on the <laughs> same wavelength there.
0: <laughs> uh, moving on, we don't talk about World War too much, just because it's depressing. But this sort of goes back to what we were talking about in the last segment. This day in 1945, after three and a half days suffering exhaustion, lack of water, and shark attacks in the Philippine Sea, the surviving crew of the USS Indianapolis are spotted spotted by Wilbur Chuck Gwynn, a private uh, Ventura pilot, on routine sector search. 316 survived. I don't even know how many went into the water, but uh, that would be terrifying.
1: Oh, yeah, that would would be a living nightmare.
0: Oh, I couldn't do it could no. not do it.
1: No, that's just scary. Well, even looking in that picture with just like the guy with the blood and then that sharks right there, heck no.
0: <laughs> Terrified. Nope. Oh, let's keep moving on this day in 1969. Nice. Bob Dylan makes a surprise appearance at Hibbing High School Minnesota 10th reunion and uh, There
1: you go. You give it that you do it the best. <laughs>
0: I remember these all so well. <laughs> Look at my hat. It's like the guy
1: from Turkey.
0: <laughs> I'm missing the pom-poms.
1: <laughs> <Whoa>. He's terrible. <laughs> oh,
0: 1973, this day, American Graffiti, directed by George Lucas and starring Richard Dreyfuss and Ron Howard, premieres at the Locarno International Film Festival in Switzerland, that was well before George Lucas was known for a little thing called Star Wars. Star Wars Star. of the
1: Star. Yeah,
0: something like the that.
1: Galaxy movie, Luke and Leia movie. Yeah, and that was before Hoopa was Hoopa.
0: <laughs> oh, and before Ron Howard was a director himself. This is true. Very, very true. All right, uh, let's keep moving on. I don't care about uh, tennis that much, so let's uh, do this day in 1989. NASA confirmed the Voyager 2's discovery of three more moons of Neptune, designated temporarily as 1989 N2, 1989 N3, and 1982 N24 for some reason. Doesn't make sense why it falls into that line, and uh, those are just boring names for moons. Yeah. I always wanted to uh, be the one who uh, discovered a celestial body so I could name it whatever I wanted. Not yeah. sure what I would name it, but... Uh,
1: well, it wouldn't be like N24, N2, or N3. No. That is pretty lame. <laughs> That's almost right. like when Nintendo named their system the Wii U or the Wii.
0: Yeah. Oh, it was a Couldn't cop- it come
1: out with a cooler name? Yeah.
0: Please. Well, speaking of cool... But not for what he did. Uh, this day in 1992, funk singer Rick James is arrested on sexual torture charges. Yikes. Yeah.
1: I didn't know that about it, bro. It gives a whole other meaning to super freak. It's oh, super freaking. Rick James, <laughs> dying, bitch. With a five-finger <laughs> set of the face.
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this day in 1996, the star-studded United States men's basketball team, also known as the Dream Team Three, beat Yugoslavia 95-69 to to win the gold medal at the Atlanta Olympics. Not what we're seeing these days. They have they no, were the, I think, what in the first round?
1: First round, yeah. The 20. It's so weird too because they didn't go back and change like the 2020 logos. Everything since 2020. I know. <laughs> does does it count as the 2020 Olympics? It, does. Or is it- Okay, so even though it's in 2021, it's really the 2020 Olympics. Okay, well, the 2020 team is, uh, yeah, not not very good. good. No, not so bueno.
0: And then finally here on this day in history, this day in 1999, The Sixth Sense starring Bruce Willis, Tony Collette, and Haley Joel Osment premieres, of course, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. uh, Certainly the best of his offerings.
1: Yep, still better, the best of them all.
0: Yep. Now, Better before we head world out world. for the today, for the today, I always do the, 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 that. Words Let's run down some of art. today's holidays we like to talk about the things that we celebrate. For instance, today is Dinosaurs Day. So if you like dinosaurs, congratulations. It's your day. It is National CAD Day. In other words, 3D design. It is National Coloring Book Day. So if you like coloring, just stay inside the lines. And finally, it is National Ice Cream Sandwich Day, which I think I'm going to go get myself. Ooh. Folks, that does it for today's show. We will see you tomorrow on a Tuesday with Animal Tales. In the meantime, have a wonderful Monday. Peace! I'm yeah. not yeah. 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 yeah.